0: Welcome to another message from Columbus First Assembly. Thanks for listening as we strive to learn and live the word and ways of God. Our hope is that you're encouraged by today's message.
1: When I watch a video like that, it reminds me of how much I love this land. How privileged you and I are to live here. But when we see what's going on in our country right now, we wonder what's happening? What's happening? Where did all this come from? The the violence? The fear, the racism the anxiety and the division, the anger and hatred, selfishness, panic, panic panic-buying. In the past two to three months, we have seen some of the worst that this nation can produce. Where did it come from? Where did it come from? Speaking today under the title The Squeezing of America, and I'm going to do my best to attempt to share where it came from. See, COVID 19 did not cause this list of things that I spoke about division and anger and all of that. The, The layoffs did not cause it, the job losses did not cause it. The shutting down of non-essential businesses, e-learning, social distancing, sheltering at home, none of these things caused the negative things. They were there already. The circumstances squeezed them out of us, squeezed them out of this nation Pastor Richard Exley, a friend of mine who writes a daily devotional some of you subscribe to, uh, he spoke here before, said this uh, at the end of June. He says, I am deeply grieved by what is happening in our country. The corona pandemic put millions of people out of work. OVER 100,000 DIED IN THE UNITED STATES ALONE. AND TO MAKE MATTERS WORSE, PEACEFUL PROTESTS OVER THE BRUTAL MURDER OF GEORGE FLOYD BY A MINNEAPOLIS POLICE OFFICER HAVE TURNED VIOLENT IN SOME CITIES WITH RIOTS, FIRES, AND LOOTING. PROTESTERS ARE DEMANDING THE DEFUNDING AND OR the, the, THE DISMANTLING OF THE POLICE. AND 2020 IS SHAPING UP TO BE THE MOST acrimonious PRESIDENTIAL ELECTION IN OUR NATION'S HISTORY. Where is this stuff coming from? It's already been here. The circumstances are squeezing them out. Pastor Exley ended with this prayer. Lord Jesus, you are our only hope. Hear our cry. Forgive our sins. Heal our land in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. But at the same time, We have seen some of the worst come out of the United States. Other things have been squeezed out too. Kindness. Compassion. Uncommon generosity. Working together, sacrifice. Loving care. Going the extra mile and then some. We have also seen... Some of the best of this nation over the past several months. Where did all this good stuff come from? I'm here to tell you, it's been here all along. The circumstances just squeezed it out. Now, I'm going to illustrate this for you. What's in this bag? Anybody have any idea what's in this bag? It is icing. That's good, but it's a certain color icing. You don't know what color this icing is until I squeeze it. And that's what's happened to our country. The squeezing has brought out the fears, the anxiety, the racism. The squeezing has brought out hatred, violence. Anger. It was there, but until the pressure was put on. But the squeezing also brought out the kindness, the goodness, the love, the care, the uncommon generosity. See, you don't know what's inside of these tubes until I squeeze them. Maybe we could have suspected that there was some of this stuff in our nation, but the current set of circumstances and the pressure that it brought upon us has squeezed out some stuff that we're proud of. Some stuff that we hang our heads in shame. But let's bring it a little closer to home. In the Church of Jesus Christ, we have been squeezed too. And you know, there are congregations that what got squeezed out is not too pretty. My hope is that what got squeezed out is a whole lot nicer, a whole lot cleaner, a whole lot brighter and a whole lot happier, a whole lot more loving than the negative stuff that's around, maybe a whole lot more peaceful. Because that's what we should be. But unfortunately, in the body of Christ, not necessarily this one, but in the body of Christ in general, there has been fear and anxiety and racism and anger and division and hatred and selfishness and panic and panic buying. The circumstance just squeezed them out. But also in the body of Christ, and I hope and believe more so there has been Acts of kindness and compassion, uncommon generosity, working together, sacrifice, peace, comfort and love, going the extra mile, and then some. And now I'm going to meddle, because if it's in the church and it's in the country, it means it's in the hearts of individuals. Not only has our country been squeezed, not only have our churches been squeezed, you and I have been squeezed. What's come out of you during this squeezing time? Has it been worry? Has it been fear? Has it been anxiety? Whoops, that's the blue one. Has it been peace? Peace? Has there been anger and hatred? What's gotten squeezed out of you? Has peace, joy, has that gotten squeezed out? Has it been a time, even with all the pressure, That your love for the Savior and your love for humankind has poured out in abundance. What has been squeezed out of you? I was listening to an interview with a lady by the name of Annie Downs. Annie made a statement where she said, If people will fall in love with the people of God, they will fall in love with the God of the people. What got squeezed out of you? Did what get squeezed out bring people closer to you? Was the love that you expressed drawing people to you? Because if they'll fall in love with the people of God, they'll fall in love with your God. The squeezing. Of America, the squeezing of the church and the squeezing of our lives has revealed some things, some of which we're not too proud. I personally am not too proud, came out. So let's take a moment and see what the Bible says regarding this topic, and I invite you to turn to the New Testament, to a very small book, the book of James. James is the, one of the earliest books we have. Uh, it's at the back of the Bible, but it was probably written before any of the rest of the New Testament. It was written before the Gospels. James is the half-brother of Jesus Christ. Uh, he, actually, Jesus, he, he and Jesus were raised together in the same household. And he wrote to believers. Remember, the words that James has written here are to believers. James chapter 4, starting in verse number 1, James actually answers this question. What is causing the quarrels and the fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? Real quick point, coming up on the screen. This is one of my key thoughts today. What takes place among us Comes from what is within us. What takes place among us, family, church, nation, what takes place among us comes from what is within us. What is causing the quarrels and the fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? You want what you don't have. So you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it. So you fight and wage war and take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. Now remember, this is believers, not unbelievers. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. You adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? I say it again, if you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. Do you think the scriptures have no meaning? They say that God is passionate, that the spirit he has placed within us should be faithful to him. And he gives grace generously, as the scripture says God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Verse 7 So humble yourselves before God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourself before the Lord, and he will lift you up in honor. We need to be humbled. We need to humble ourselves. So, as I talk about the squeezing of America, I'm going to make five quick points this morning. There are no note sheets, but you may want to get your devices out or a piece of paper and write these down. Five quick points today, and we've already discussed this thoroughly, so I'm not going to uh, spend a great deal of time on this. But number one, what's inside shows up when squeezed. What's inside of you shows up when squeezed. I can usually hold it together pretty well until I'm squeezed. And you know, sometimes when the pressure is on, all of a sudden, really, patience comes out, love comes out, but then there are those other times when I get squeezed that it's not the good stuff. It's not the love and the happiness and the joy. it's nasty stuff. See, I can't squeeze, no matter how much I would like to, no much how much I want to pray over this, in, would, you, would you just, in the name of Jesus, pray over this? and say, "Be blue?" Would you? You, oh, you of little faith. (laughs) Because what's going to happen is, no matter how much I squeeze this, I'm not going to squeeze any blue icing out of this. Because what's inside shows up when squeezed. And if you don't like what's coming out of your life, you got to change what's inside. Because what's inside shows up when squeezed. And if you like what's coming out of your life, get more of it. Number two, we control what is inside of us. We control what is inside of us. I just can't help myself is only an excuse for a believer. That is not a reason. If you are an older child, a teen, or an adult, you are now in control of what gets squeezed out of your life. Now, there may be hurts and there may be things that came up from your childhood Those can be dealt with. You have the Holy Spirit inside, and I understand that, but way too many people make an excuse of heritage, or they make an excuse of, well, I was raised this way, or they make an excuse, well, if you would have been around my dad, you'd be this way too. For the believer who has the Spirit of God living inside of them, you cannot say, I can't help it. Not saying it's not going to take work. But we control what is inside of us. Now, I don't know if I'm talking to somebody at home or somebody in this room, but I have something that I want to say. There's either someone here or someone who's going to be watching online. You have a girlfriend or you have a boyfriend. And when the relationship that you are in gets squeezed, some pretty awful stuff comes out. And the response of this person is, I don't know where that came from. I don't know where that came from. I don't know where those words or where those actions came from. I do. They're already in you. The squeezing just Brought them out. If you're in a relationship with someone that when they're under pressure, job pressure, financial pressure, relationship pressure, the junk that starts coming out of them is pretty nasty, heads up. What's coming out of them is what's inside of them. And you probably want to think very seriously about whether you want that relationship to continue. And unless they're going to make significant change, I'm just going to pastorally say, Run! What's that pastoral? I'll bet there are people here who you were in a relationship like that at one time, and they kept saying, I don't know where it's coming from. I'll do better. I'll try. It takes a transformation of heart. Maybe you're that person, and you're saying, I don't know where this stuff is coming from. It's coming from inside of you, and it's being squeezed out. And I'm here to tell you, you can change what is inside of you. And if you want that relationship to continue, maybe you're the one that's having the nasty stuff squeezed out, then prayer and work and effort, and we'll get into that here just momentarily, it can change. But please, please be aware that if when your boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever, gets squeezed and they regularly have nasty stuff coming out, you are being given an insight into what is inside of them. Number three, we can change what is inside of us, and here's how. We can change what is inside of us through neglect and increase. We can change what's inside of us through neglect and increase. We neglect those things that we put into us that stir up the negative emotions, the fear, the worry, the anxiety, whatever. There are things that you are putting into your life that have the ability to increase your fear, your worry, your anxiety, your anger, your hatred. Much of that is in the form of media, whether it is the uh, television media, radio, Podcasts, social media, there are people that are living in fear because they spend hour upon hour upon hour upon hour upon hour reading and reading and reading and looking for conspiracies and and reading about this and reading about that. You're feeding it. Neglect that. I'm not saying neglect the news, but neglect the amount of time that you're spending with those things. About the people you spend time around. Some people need to neglect some relationships and increase some other relationships. All of us could do well by increasing the things which God says will help us. Reading and thinking about his word. Times of silence and prayer and meditation on the things of God. Music that builds you up and doesn't tear you down. There are some people, you need to change your playlist. It's the stuff that's causing negativity in your mind and in your heart. Many of us would do better paring back on social media, limiting the amount of time each day, because we can change what's inside of us through what. We put into us in Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 it's coming up on the screen The Apostle Paul says I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy Acceptable to God which is your reasonable service and do not be conformed to this word world That's things are coming into us that are conforming us to the world but be transformed Changed Change what's inside of you by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It's Romans 12, verses one and two. When the wrong stuff comes out, it means the wrong stuff is inside. Here's what I want to suggest you do when you have wrong stuff come out. First of all, admit it. Admit that it had to have been inside of you. Don't just excuse it. Don't just, I don't know where that came from. I can't believe what I just said. The devil made me do it. Admit to it. Repent. Whoever it is that was wronged by what maybe you said or did, tell them you're sorry, confess you're wrong, and then cry out to Jesus for help. Listen, we can change. We can change. What's going on? Number four, change is possible. Change is possible. It will take time, prayer, and dedication. This is not an instant thing. You don't go instantly from this, there's a little bit left, to this. And I know enough that actually, I have both of this stuff coming out of me sometimes. You know, it's... The, the, the white stuff, the good stuff comes out, and five minutes later, all of a sudden, the yucky stuff is coming out. I mean, it's, 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 it's all in there. I just want to increase this and decrease this. And so to decrease this, I have to start separating myself from the things that feed this and increase the stuff that feeds this. Do you think I could sell that? Maybe make some money? It's kind of cute. <laughs> no, thank you, John. <laughs> Change is possible will take time, prayer, dedication. Let me let me show you another illustration here. I, I've, I've used this in marriage counseling and some other things. Let me let me explain how most of us do our lives. <laughs> Pressure starts to rise in our a relationship or in an area of our life, work or whatever. <laughs> Pressure gets more. Now, all of a sudden, we're in deep weeds. I mean, we're fighting all the time. Nothing's working. I mean, the pressure is so on. This is when people come for marriage counseling. He and she are about ready to explode. Pastor, what can we do? Okay, so we start. And they read and they go on date nights together and they get the pressure down a little bit until it's comfortable again. Not taken care of, comfortable. And they can start functioning without killing each other. But they never go deep and clean it up and the pressure rises and this time they're not coming to pastor they're going to a lawyer and this may happen several times and maybe they'll deflate again rarely do people deal with the deep issues so that it goes away. We've been in pressure. We're about ready to burst. You're going to take some things from this message and you're going to apply them and the pressure is going to come down. When it gets comfortable, don't stop. Keep going. Keep neglecting the things that need to be neglected, keep feeding the things that need to be increased and fed until these things are deflated, until the stuff that comes out of you when you're squeezed is the stuff that you want. Number five, it is God's will that when we are squeezed, the love and character of Jesus is what comes out of us. That's what God's will is. It is God's will that when we are squeezed the love and character of Jesus comes out of us. Romans 8:29 says God also predestined to be or God also predestined us to be conformed to the image of his son. God also predestined us to be conformed to the image of his son. That means that this process going on inside of us is designed to change us from the inside. So when we're squeezed, when the economy goes down, when sickness comes, the love and character of Jesus is shown. And people want to know how we can do that. How is it possible that we can act this way? So those are the five points today. So here's a few questions. Are you ready? Just a few questions. Number one, what came out of me in 2020? What came out of me in 2020? First person, what came out of me in 2020? Now, God's not trying to beat us up, but he is asking us to rise up, to admit, to seek his help. He wants us to take the lead in allowing Jesus to be shown to the world in our day-to-day lives and in any situation. So what came out of me in 2020? Second question, am I pleased with what's been squeezed out? The pressures has hit us all. I cannot imagine that there is a person in this room or a person watching online today that hasn't felt the pressure and had some stuff squeezed out of you. What came out of you in 2020, and are you pleased with what's been squeezed out? Number three, what will I do to increase or decrease what was squeezed out? What will I do to increase or decrease what was squeezed out of my life? If you liked what was squeezed, what are you going to do to increase it? If you don't like what was squeezed, what are you going to do to decrease it? One of the things, I'm going to share a couple of things. One of the things that got squeezed out of my life, and it really has bothered me, I have had squeezed out of my life through the pressures of the corona, the economy, and everything else, almost a sense of despair, apathy, and giving up. I look at the violence. I look at the racism. I look at the problems. And there has been a part of me that says, it's too big. I can't do anything. And a sense of despair has been squeezed out of me and you know what I've done? First of all, I recognize that Lord, that's that's not right. And I've begun to remind myself of what God says. I've got the Spirit of God. If the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me, I don't need to live in despair. Jesus said that if I have, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, which is one of the smallest of the seeds, if I have that faith, I can say to that mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, allegorical for any major problem. You're saying you're going to speak racism away? I might not be able to speak racism away in the United States of America. I can speak it away in my heart. I can speak it away in my family, and I can have an impact on it here. I don't like what I saw squeezed out of me, almost a I, I, there's nothing I can do attitude. And I, it has caused me to get back into God's word, reminding myself of who he is, what he can do, what he desires to do, reminding myself that God and I are a majority. But when it's God and me and you and you and you and you and you and we are all gathering together and we're all praying and then hundreds of thousands and millions of Christians across the world are praying something happens when millions of Christians pray that doesn't happen when they don't. And so I'm going to to join with them. Something else also got squeezed out. I'm not too proud of this because this happened Thursday. But again, I wonder if sometimes God allows me to have this kind of stuff just so I can share examples with you. Pastor Evan got the uh, word that his brother had tested positive for COVID um, on Thursday. Um, He called me early Thursday morning. Uh, We were working Thursday. All of us were working Thursday, getting ready so we could take Friday off. And, oh, my goodness, we're shooting for the online service, and uh, he was going to be upstairs in the balcony. He was going to be running the switcher this week. We'd trained him in things, and all of a sudden, there's going to be nobody upstairs, and we have to still do online church. And, by the way, I'll put a commercial in here. If you would like to help us do online church, we could use some extra volunteers. Um, But so what happened was, since Sherry and I both have background in TV, I called Sherry, I need your help. I really need your help. And would you mind sitting up there, and you can do this? And she said, well, yeah, Rick, but you'll have to show me a few things, you know. Uh, And and so I did. I didn't show them very nicely. The stress of all of a sudden, everything kind of being topsy-turvy, turned upside down, all of a sudden, Evan's not here to help, and now Sherry's up there, and I've got this extra stuff, and this, and this is happening, and that's happening, and I get upstairs, and I'm trying to show Sherry this and that and the other, and yeah, and luckily, we've been married long enough that she said something. She says, you're making me It was like I was criticizing everything she was doing is what she was saying. You're just so critical and you're criticizing and this and that and the other. And guess what? I got squeezed. And what got squeezed and what got squeezed on Sherry I watched the expression on her face and I heard it in her voice. And I didn't like myself very much. But I did what I'm telling you to do. I called her. I apologized. Talked to her about the stress. But I treated her in a way that in no way, shape, or form would be a reflection of how our Lord Jesus Christ would have treated anyone. Because when I got squeezed, what came out of me was what was inside me. Criticalness. Demanding. Pressure. So. What came out of me in 2020? For me, despair, worry from time to time. You know, I've been working on a lot of things. Am I pleased with what's been squeezed out? You know, in some situations, I have. I hope you have. So what will I do to increase or decrease what was squeezed out? Well, I've decided to to remind myself that, you know, i got a big God. God is in control. He can help with the online service. And if it doesn't happen, you know what? It's okay. Number four, what will I neglect? What will I increase? This is what I want you to ask yourself. What will you neglect or what will you increase? What will you neglect to get that negative stuff from coming in, it may mean that you're going to have to neglect watching your favorite uh, news show every day, or listening to the favorite talk show, or spending time away from certain social media sites that cause fear and anxiety and worry and anger. What are you going to increase? For some of you, it's going to mean really plugging in with God's Word and reading it, even if you don't fully understand it. God's Word ministers to our hearts even if we don't fully understand it. How much of this book do you put in on a daily basis? How much? Start in the Gospels. Pray, spend time in quiet. I want you to consider writing down one thing, one thing that you dislike, that came out of you, or one thing that you really like that came out of you? What will you increase and what will you neglect? Final quote as the team makes its way back to the platform. Maybe you can't do much about economic exploitation or repressive political policies, but you can listen with love, lend a helping hand, share a meal, and speak an affirming word and so can I. This is Richard Exley who wrote this. That may not seem like much. I mean, it's not a cure-all for man's inhumanity to man. But if we can make just one person's load lighter, one person's dream a little brighter, if we dare to give into goodness now and then, then maybe, just maybe, someone else will be inspired to try goodness too, and who knows what might happen then. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. One thing, what one thing will you do to increase that which you desire increased or to decrease that which you want out of your life? Just a small thing. What will you do? Would you bow? Father, I believe we've been challenged this morning. If no one else has been challenged, I've been challenged. I've been challenged over the past number of days and weeks as I've considered this message and what you have um, put in my heart. Lord, we have been squeezed. And some of what has come out, we're not very pleased with. But Lord, we admit and recognize where we have let Da- you down. We've let our families down. We've let our church down. We have let our nation down, because you desire that the love and the grace and the fullness of our Lord Jesus Christ be splashed all across this nation. Lord, we can't speak for the unbelievers, but we can't speak for ourselves, and we confess to you our failings, and we ask that you help us to become men and women who, when squeezed, will squeeze the the, the character of Jesus Christ, will get squeezed out of us. In Jesus' name, I pray. Would you, would you stand, and we're going to take a moment just to allow the Holy Spirit to work both a combination of, of music, or you may just desire just to be quiet and let him speak to you.
0: A child of God. I'm no longer. And I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child
1: of God. The one category I talked a lot about hatred and I talked a lot about violence and racism, but the one thing I at this point want to emphasize is fear fear, and anxiety, and worry, which we tend to dismiss the power that they have over our lives. And the enemy knows that. And many people, many followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, many believers live in a constant state of anxiety and fear, not a constant state of peace and joy and long-suffering, but in, in this constant level of anxiety, and you've lived this way, some of you, maybe just one of you, virtually your entire life. It will not change overnight, but it can change. For our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, lives within you. If you've given your life to him, if you have not, then this morning you just need to say, Jesus, I need you. I need to become one of your followers. CHURCH, LET US NO LONGER ACCEPT THE FACT THAT ANXIETY AND FEAR AND WORRY ARE A PART OF HOW WE LIVE. BECAUSE WE'RE NO LONGER SLAVES TO FEAR. WE'RE CHILDREN OF GOD, THE SPIRIT OF GOD LIVES WITHIN. And as we feed our spirits and our minds and our hearts the truth of what God's Word says about who He is and who we are, that will begin to be pushed down. We neglect those things that cause fear. Now, it may come back up. Those thoughts may come back up. But you can live at a level. But it is going to take prayer and time and dedication and effort. But you can live there. But this is the one area where way too many of us have lived for far too long. And we've just accepted it as normal, but it is not. We're no longer slaves to fear, we are children of God. As you continue to sing this song, remind yourself of that truth.
0: And I'm no longer a slave. You've been listening to a message from Columbus First Assembly. We hope that you've been encouraged in your spiritual journey. If you're not part of a local church and would like to attend one of our regular services, our church is located at the corner of 10th and Iowa Street in Columbus, Indiana. Our Sunday morning worship services start at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday evening studies begin at 7 p.m. And while you're online, check out our website at columbusfirstassembly.org for details and information about our church. You will also find other messages and series that you can listen to or download. Thanks for spending some time with us and for taking advantage of this resource from Columbus First Assembly, where we strive to learn and live the word and ways of God.